from COK Studios in Peter Sagal's Steam Room, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah jones Mala. On today's show, we'll consider the debate over arming teachers with guns to protect their students. We'll also consider a wrap-up of the Oscars with stylist to the stars Peter Grigio and entertainment reporter Fritz Hicks. And we'll consider that I am beautiful, no matter what they say. Words can't bring me down. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from YooHoo, America's favorite chocolatey cold drink. Now making a vanilla-flavored beverage called Ho-Hum. And the Rainbow Sunflower Dog Training and Wellness Center. Come by today to learn how to make a soothing beetroot, sage, and lavender poultice for your high-strung dog. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. In the wake of the Parkland school shooting three weeks ago that left 17 dead, there have been increased calls for arming teachers on school campuses as a solution to protecting students from gun violence. President Trump and representatives from the National Rifle Association have spoken out in favor of it, pointing to states and school districts that already allow guns on campus. Many teachers have pushed back, saying that it isn't their job to act as police and that they do not want guns to become a part of school culture. Renewed calls for common-sense gun control have been coming from students and teachers, led by those who survived the Parkland shooting. As part of our ongoing discussion series, Consider All Sides, we have invited two teachers who are on opposite ends of the gun debate to voice their opinions on the issue of arming teachers. Joining us here in the studio are third grade teacher Matt Loeb and high school home ec teacher Kathy Steele. Thank you both for joining us. Matt, I'd like to start with you. What do you think about the idea of arming teachers? Uh, I don't like it at all. It frightens me. It's already hard enough being a teacher without thinking about using a gun in the classroom to protect my students. I'd probably quit teaching before I had to carry a gun to class. Kathy, your school allows guns on campus. What do you think about arming teachers? I think we all need to teach heavy. Heavy? Armed! Teachers need to pack heat in case some lunatic breaks into school and starts shooting the place up. I'll tell you, if someone opens fire in my home ec class, they're in for an unpleasant surprise. Like what? Well, it depends. I got a fully loaded arsenal in my class that will make any active shooter wish they were never born. Really? Oh, yeah! I got my Glock, my AR-15, and my sniper rifle with a laser sight. Of course, we can't forget the Derringer I keep in my ankle holster. My husband gave it to me on our anniversary. I also carry a cyanide capsule in my locket just in case of capture by the enemy. Wow, that really sounds like you're armed to the teeth. It's the only way to teach these days. I disagree. That sounds absolutely terrifying. Schools are places of learning, not police states. I can't imagine that having that many weapons in the classroom makes you safer. I'd think that you'd be more apt to accidentally shoot a student or someone by mistake. Oh, oh yeah, that definitely happens. It's just the price for being safe. So being shot is the price for being shot? 
Look, I'd love it if my guns didn't occasionally go off or if I always remembered to leave the safety on, but accidents happen. Just the other day, I dropped my AR-15 and a few rounds sprayed the kids as they were making chocolate souffles. I'd rather have my students be shot by me than some crazy gunman. Only a few of the souffles had bullets in them. It was like finding a prize inside. Well, I'm really glad I'm not in your class, Kathy. Matt, final thought. Schools need to be safe, but not like this. There are so many things we need for our classrooms, way more than guns. Like grenades? No, I was thinking some new dry erase markers or some new puzzles for the kids to do at recess. That might be nice. Oh, oh yeah, muzzles are fun. I said puzzles, not muzzles. Oh, oh, I thought you meant muzzle-loading firearms. My bad. I do agree, though, puzzles can be fun, as long as you're doing them while protected by a trusty gun. Oh, God. Thank you both for your time today. This has been Consider All Sides. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. The 90th Annual Academy Awards were held this past Sunday, and COK had its usual coverage, live from the red carpet of our friend Brett's basement, where he hosts his usual Oscar party. Joining us now to recap the star-studded event are COK's entertainment reporter, Fritz Hicks, and stylist to the stars, Peter Grigio. Glad to have you with us. Hi, Dinah. Hey there. Fritz, were the Oscars as woke as you expected them to be? Yes, yes. I thought they struck the right balance of acknowledging the recent scandals and the Me Too and Time's Up movements, while also not getting bogged down in some of the ugliness of it all. It was very empowering. I actually broke down several times. I'd cry at the drop of a hat, Dinah. I understand that. Were you surprised that The Shape of Water won Best Picture? Yes, yes. I was partial to Ladybird myself, but I just love birds. I'm not much of a fish person. Now I'm just waiting for the pro-fish movement people to advocate for more roles for sea creatures. Oh, you know it's coming. I hear they already have a hashtag. Bring back our gills. Peter, who do you think looked the best on Oscar night? I'm sure you're biased against the stars that you Meryl style. Meryl Streep. It was Meryl Streep. It will always be Meryl Streep. That red dress was amazing, and I didn't even style her this year. I seriously had to tell Meryl to go somewhere else because I was so busy. It was just like Sophie's choice, and I was Sophie. I think I made the wrong choice, Dinah. Oh my god, Meryl, I'm so sorry. Oh, who, who else do you think looked good? Helen Mirren, of course. Emma Stone killed it, and so did Gal Gadot. But she looked good in a hospital gown covered in her own sick. Yes, yes, I agree. I also thought Nicole Kidman looked nice in that dress that was clearly made out of one of those giant bows people put on their new cars. I didn't style her, but I did Woody Harrelson's hemp tuxedo. I did the pink sequin dress that Viola Davis wore, and I hand-colored each sequence with a highlighter. It took forever. I did the Spielbergs, the McConaughey's, and all of the Wakandans. They paid me in pure vibranium. I think I might use it to make some inklets for my friends. Oh, that sounds nice. Oh, I'll make you one, Dinah. Ooh. Could you make one for my wife, Trixie? Sure, Fritz. I was also going to style Willem Dafoe, but I cut my fingers on his cheekbone, so that didn't really work out. Uh, I see. Anyone else you wished you had done? Army Hammer. But it has literally nothing to do with his clothes, Dinah. Okay, then. Uh, Fritz, final thoughts. 
I'm just glad that they announced the right winner this year. I couldn't handle that kind of emotional roller coaster again. Oh, I know. I'm just glad they tightened Faye Dunaway's face before she presented. I don't think they cranked Warren Beatty's down enough, though. It all sounds like a very exciting Oscar night. Thanks for the recap, gentlemen. That was entertainment reporter Fritz Hicks and stylist to the stars Peter Grigio. Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins, because it's important to celebrate all the wins out there, even the little ones. Kudos to Franklin Gregory in Seattle, who remembered to bring his umbrella to work last Thursday so that he didn't have to walk in the rain. Sure, you've lived in rainy Seattle for five years and forgotten every day up until now, despite hundreds of reminders from your friends, wife, and kids, but that doesn't take the shine off of this very big little win. Our other big little win is from Gretchen Balmer in Minneapolis, who is able to discuss her love life in her weekly phone call with her mother without getting into a huge screaming fight. You expertly avoided taking the bait when your mom said something about using night cream, and you kept it together when she mentioned not wanting to wait much longer to be a grandmother. Well done, Gretchen. If you or someone you know has a big little win, let us know on Facebook or Twitter. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Consider Our Know. You can download the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher.com. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Jeremiah Knight, Natalie Thorpe, Marianne Wetzel, Hobart Willis, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Army Hammer. But, um, personal reasons. Literally nothing to do with his clothes, China. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>